I'm Tom Karen, and on this episode of Nesson's My Story podcast, Martin Perez tells us how he went from wanting to be a singer as a child to pitching for his favorite major league team. The team that I was watching when I grew up, man, I want to sign there. What a brilliant performance by Pedro Martinez! That's the pitcher that I always watch. I went like, wow, how easy he throws strike. Another dominating performance by Pedro Martinez. My career have a lot of good teammates, man, and special people tell me good things and, and you know help me a lot. When you have money and you make money, you have to help people to not have anything. Martin Perez grew up in Venezuela, more than 2,000 miles from Boston. For a young man, Fenway was a distant place, but a place that held a dream close to his heart. I remember every Sunday I watched the games, and then when I, when I saw that Red Sox. Grand slam home run for Nomar Garcia Parro. Man, I was like, I want to be there, Mom. Sunday I want to be there, I promise you, and have a chance to to be part of this organization is a, means a lot for me. I want to be here forever, and I feel like a home. And God gave me the, the opportunity to be here for do something, and I'm going to do it. You know, I'm never quick. And uh, if I have to do a lot of things here, I'm going to do it to stay here for a long time. Growing up, baseball is so important in Venezuela. Uh, there's been so many greats who've come from it. At what point did you, as a young boy, think this is my sport. I, I could I could be okay at this. I played baseball when I got eight years old and I stopped playing when I get to twelve. Because I because I trying to sing. I like to sing. And yeah. And we have a uh, like a you know song in Minnesota it's like a country music. And my dad loved that. So and I got good boys and he told me I want you to sing. And I start singing with like important, important guys. Are you gonna sing us a couple bars? What do you got? Ah, Give us a little something. Si te hace marchar, adiós que te vaya bien. Y si me hace falta, lloraré por tu querer. Comprende que hoy en la vida si no hay amor todo termina así. Es fácil buscar, difícil perdonar cuando un amor se va y se va. Well, something like that. That's salsa. A, a man from Venezuela that I have a chance to to sing with there together on my ranch. The name of the band is Los Adolescentes. They sing really good and, and I made my dream. So, and I sing for like a year and a half. And then I remember one guy from Venezuela, the name is Jesus Hernandez. He told me, hey bro, you know how much money you can make in baseball? Because if you want to sing here, it's not good. you're not gonna make the same. And with baseball, you can support your family. And I remember after that day, I just told my, my dad, hey dad, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna play baseball, man. Uh, I think I have a chance to sign a professional baseball player and I wanna give it to you guys a different life, a better life than where, where you guys can, can be good and I can go to US and, and play baseball and make you bigly. And, and that's what happened. Perez signed with the Rangers in 2007. Alex Spear of the Boston Globe tells us more about the potential he showed as a young lefty. He wasn't by any stretch of the imagination or a fine pitcher, 
but he was someone who showed immense potential and just kind of one of those magical left-handed arms that you want to build a staff around and you hope that he becomes what you think he might. He gradually moved his way up through the minors over five years, coming face to face with one of his childhood idols along the way. When you were young, Pedro was the man. He used to watch his starts, he used to be a Red Sox fan. That's the pitcher that I always watch when I grow up. Here's a little fastball by him. 2009, I was in low eight, and uh, somebody on, on, on our uh, clubhouse said, hey, Pedro's gonna throw a bullpen today. And I went outside by myself and I started watching man, how he throw the ball and where he put the ball. It was amazing, man. I mean, everything was on the knee. And uh, I don't have a chance to speak to him, but what I saw there, I went like, wow, how easy he throws strike. I mean, he got everything under control, man. You know, and, and he repeat his delivery. Everything is in front and, and I think that's a key too. He said he remembered seeing yeah, you. Yeah, I, I told him, hey, Pedro, I watch you. In 2009, when he was in um, New Jersey, he was like, yeah, I remember that day. It was a little rain, and I threw my boop, and after that, I just went to Bigley and made my start, but it was fun to watch him throw boop. While pitching in the minors, Perez gradually built up his arsenal. Perez was one of the elite pitching prospects in the game coming up through the minors because, you know, he was doing so in the early 2010s when his velocity, that ability to be consistently 93 to mid-90s and even beyond that, that wasn't exactly a standard thing that you saw from a left-handed pitcher with sync at that point. So he looked like a guy who could be a big-time prospect and who the Rangers thought could anchor their rotation for years to come. The Texas Rangers saw growth and maturation in the young pitcher and he got the call in 2012. I was in Iowa, as opposed to face uh, Chicago Cubs that night, and I get to the field, and Bobby Young was my uh, manager, and he just called me, hey, you gotta come to the field right now. I'm like, what happened? You may be going to Arlington. We don't know what happened yet, but, and then I just stayed there, and nobody called, nobody said anything, and, I went back to the hotel room that night, and then 11.30, he called me. Hey, man, you're going to Bigley. Congratulations. I can't sleep that night, man. It was hard for me. I tried to call all my family. They don't answer the phone, and I can't sleep. I called my mom at 6 a.m. Hey, mom, hey, something happened with you. What's, what's wrong? Why well, you call me too early? And I went, no, they called me to Bigley. I got the call. And everybody was crying, and they started running. I, uh, where I grew up, that my mom was, she went to every house, hey, they called my team to Bigley. That was fun, man. And I don't have a chance to pitch that day, but next day I face Victor Martinez, Pinfielder, and Miguel Carrera. That was tough, but it was fun too. That, that's the day that I'm, gonna, that I'm never gonna forget. Later, my manager was Ron Washington, and he called me to the office, and he says, hey man, you wanna face Oakland? You think you can do it? I'm like, yeah. So you call me here, and if you call me here, it's because you think that I'm ready. So give me the ball, I'm gonna do the job. Special, man. It was, we was losing two, one, two, I think, and in the sixth inning, the last score runs, and I win the game, so. That's gotta be waking up. Yeah, and, and, and I remember, I, yes, I remember he went uh, to the dugout, and, and he was yelling everybody, yeah, let's go, Martini, to win this game. Let's go, let's get this guy, let's, let's, hit, let's start hitting. And we scored like seven runs in that inning and I win the game. 
In 2013, Perez would get his first taste of elimination baseball, pitching the 163rd game of the year for the Rangers, the playoff against the Rays. This is one game. You wake up knowing you're starting today for one day. Dave yeah. Price on the mountain. Wash says, I trust you, I believe in you. I want you to go out there and just throw five innings, less than three runs. And throw five innings, three runs, and we lost that game. But, you know, I was young, and I'm not expect to throw that game. When they told me that one, like, I can do this. What was it like the start of that game? Is it different? Yes. The adrenaline? Yeah, everything? yeah, everybody was, you know, a lot of people, a lot of attention, and, and you know, it's not easy pitching the playoff, but when you got your stuff and you believe in your stuff and you believe in yourself, you can do whatever you want to do. In November of 2013, he then signed a four-year contract securing his future with the Rangers after a string of stellar starts. Swing and a miss. An injury halted his career. I remember the, the last hitter that I faced was my Napoli. And I feel, it was weird because I don't feel nothing on my elbow. It was on this area right here. And after the game, I say, I can't pitch anymore. I feel pain on my elbow. So if you guys can make the MRI tomorrow and see what happened. I remember that was a mother, Mother's Day. Oh. I don't call my mom an all day till five o'clock afternoon. And she went like, hey, what's wrong with you? And I went like, they're gonna make me a surgery. So my arm is bad. So I'm gonna lose a year and two months. And she started crying. And yeah, everybody was, was uh, you know, scared, but. Perez was placed on the disabled list and underwent Tommy John surgery in May of 2014. Is that frustrating? I mean, that's, you know, you, you're kind of going now and, and here it is. 2013, after that year, I signed a contract. And everybody was mad at me because, why are you signing that contract? 12 million, four years. That's not good for you. You can make more money. But at that time, I feel something on my arm. I called my mom. What do you think that I need to do? And she went like, whatever you are, say, just do it. If you feel that you have to sign, you sign it. And I signed. Two months after the season, I got hurt, and they made the surgery. So I was okay. Yes, I was available to do everything good, and, and my mind was good because I was making money on that time, and, and my family. And you knew your future was with the organization. Everybody was okay in Venezuela because they got my support. What you've been through. Tommy John, playoff games, 163, everything. Does that make you better able now to deal with Yes, yes, because the experience gives you everything. Weaved in and missed strike three, that inning gone. It's not easy to be part of the veteran guys. And one thing that I like to do right now is uh, trying to help the youngest guy, you know, because as a younger, as a young, you got by start and you think oh, everything's done here. No, man, I mean, that happens, that's part of baseball. You just need to continue to work hard and when you have the chance to pitch, just do your job and show to everybody that you can be part of, the, of this level, so. Martin's nickname, El de las Matas, pays tribute to the tiny four street town he grew up in, a place he returns to every off season to spend time with his family and friends. Is that, is that your happy place? Yes. Pedro used to say, I, I, I need to go back to the DR and, and feed my chickens, and yes. that, that's who I am. I need yes. to get back to that. You feel you need to get back there? Yeah, I like to always go back on my off-season because I got all my family there, and I have my horses, my cows, and everything. So I grow up around that, and 
and that's special for me, you know. Do what my dad can do when he was young, and uh, you know, now have a chance to to you know do whatever I want to do there on my ranch, and I can give jobs to the people, and and that kind of thing, you know, push me to you know do my job here, and 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 you know, stay here for for more time to. You know, make money, of course, and, and 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 I play baseball because I love it. I'm not play baseball because money, but with the money I can help my people down there. You make cheese? Yes. How does that? How do you? I mean, it's I don't like the people who are there. They make it, but I just trying to help people, and 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 it's not easy. I mean, it's a lot of from your cows. Yes. From your milk. Yes, and uh, it's not easy, but it's really good. Martin's desire to help his fellow Venezuelans expands to his foundation, one he set up in his home country. I have a foundation uh, here and there too. And what I do with my foundation is just trying to help people that need, you know, food, medicine, surgeries, all that kind of stuff. But our country is, uh, you know, bad. I mean, what the government do now there is not, is not what we want they to do, but you know, it's going to change someday, it's close, and I think people need a lot of help down there. If I can help people there, and I can save money there, I'm going to do it, man. I mean, uh, when you have money and you make money, you have to help people to not have anything. In 2017, as he was getting ready to start his fifth season with the Rangers, Perez had an encounter with a bull on his ranch back in Venezuela. And he was on the DL for opening day. I remember I was was watching my horses working out, and I was sit at the defense, and I was watching one of the one of the cows. And my brother was behind me, like I don't know how how far, but he was far. And I hear my name somewhere, and I look back, and then somebody say, "Watch out!" And when I trying to look in front of me, the cow just trying to attack me. I know you, I was scared. And I tried to jump from the defense and I land on my arm. And that was bad time and and I had to call my agent and my agent called the Rangers and they got real mad and and they just sent me here and made the surgery. After one year with the twins in 2019. Two to Xander. And there's strike three. Perez found himself in need of a new team. Perez made some really interesting strides with the Twins in 2019. On top of showing some of the best velocity of his career and working regularly in the mid-90s with his fastball, he also developed a cutter that gave, a, that gave him a pitch that kind of moved in a different direction. Pretty good pitch after dotting the corner a couple times and brings that little cutter back out on the outside corner, around the corner, catches the corner and helped him stay away from the barrel of opposing hitters' bats. So that was a qualitative leap forward that got him off to a great start. He wasn't able to sustain it over the course of the year, but the Twins acknowledged that there was a lot of interesting potential that they saw from him over the course of that 2019 season. Strange year last year, Minnesota. You look at some of the numbers, they don't look great, and yet you dig in a little bit where they can now with more advanced metrics, you know, the, the weak contact, a lot of balls that should be fielded. Um, the Rays really wanted you. I know that this offseason. I think we all thought you were going to the Rays, and Heim Bloom swoops in a little bit. What was that like? I mean, was you know, first half last year was good for me, and then the second half was up and down, up and down, up and down. And you know, when they don't put me on the roster for the playoff, I went like, 
I'm not, I'm not gonna come back here because why did not put me in the roster? And then uh, on my off season, my AA, I got a call from my agent and he said, we got two teams, Rexos and then uh, Rays. And I went like, we're going with Rexos, man. Why you like that team? Because that's the team that I was watching when I grew up, man. I want to sign there. Childhood dreams now within reach. All that was left was to sign on the dotted line. This is a new year. Uh, the different team, new goals, and uh, you know, just get ready. Get ready for for pitch and, and get ready for every five days. Go out there and enjoy it and give a chance to my teammates and to the team to win. In Perez, they saw a pitcher who had a chance to be durable, as he was in 2020. They saw a pitcher who had a chance to get weak contact and someone with a bit of upside that hadn't really been explored. His numbers weren't great. If you look at his ERA, not great. His strikeout numbers, relatively low for a modern pitcher. The contact that he was giving up was pretty weak uh, relative to his peers. A lot of ground balls, a lot of soft contact. And so the Red Sox look at that and they see a pitcher who's doing his job who just kind of ran into bad luck where bad contact translated into hits more often than maybe it should. And so by virtue of that, they think that there's upside beyond what he's done in the course of his major league career. What is it like to come here and there's Pedro Martinez working with you on the back? A lot. I mean, it means a lot for me because that's the pitch that I always watch when I grow up. And uh, every time when I pitch, I mean this year, just before too, I like to do my, when I, when I go to the machine and trying to run or do my routine, I just put Pedro's uh, video and trying to, you know, put something on my mind to help me to, you know, do it in the game. Today I come early, I do my stuff and we practice and, and when I went to the weight room again, I just put the videos and I start looking how he pitch, where he throw the pitchers, how he, uh, his, his attitude in the mound. And, uh, how he controlled the game is amazing, man. And, and I think that's the one thing that we have to learn as a pitcher, control the game because we have the ball. And uh, you know, I have a chance to speak with him a lot about baseball, about life, and he's a great human. Your father now, how does that change things? A lot, I mean, Special, and uh, you know, I wanna be, I wanna be a example for, for not for just for baseball, man. Because one thing that I got on my mind is, we're not only big league for big league for, for on baseball. We are big league for life too. So that's what I wanna. Well, you mentioned before, you know, the things your father was able to do, the things your father. Do you find yourself starting to think that way now? You know, you're the father now. It starts to change. Yes, it's not, it's not easy to be a father, but. When you put everything on the right spot, is you know you make special things for for your kid and, and for your family. Too. I mean, it sounds very close to your family. When you're on the mound, when you're pitching, are they there with you in a way? Like, do you feel your family? Yes. You know what? When it, when I have when I'm going to pitch on on and they gonna watch the game, let's say ESPN, I always look the camera and I do something because I know they're watching me. You know when like or I make me smile, and after the game, I would call, hey, you saw that? Oh, yeah, brother, you gave me nice. It was good to see, it was good to see you doing things for us, too. 
are you hoping to stay in the game long enough that your daughter can appreciate? You know, yes. she's young now. A couple years from now, she'll be cheering and watching. Yeah, yeah, I want, I want, I want to do that, man. It can be special too, and you know, do things that my my kids can see from me, and and they can be proud of me too. And and I want my kid play baseball too. You know, Martin Jr. He, he's a lefty, yeah. so let's see what he got. <laughs> My Story is part of the Nesson Podcast Network. The home for New England sports.